0: Does it really matter to you what the Bible says on little tiny details? Such as, in Cecil B. DeMille's movie, The Ten Commandments, which I saw before I was born again. I don't go to things like that after I am born again. But before I was born again, I did see that show. There was a man one time who was talking, I was talking about the Red sea and Pharaoh being killed in the Red Sea and this man said oh no he wasn't killed in the Red Sea he was on the banks of the Red Sea when God caused the water to come over and kill the armies of the Egyptians I said to him well that is not what the Bible teaches he was getting his doctrine from Cecil B. DeMille and the movies he attends a methodist church he's dead probably now but he attended a methodist church at that time and he didn't really care he said well it really doesn't matter what the bible says it really doesn't matter that's just a little little thing it doesn't matter well it matters to me does it matter to you we were visiting my cousin at that time and we were in my car i said i remembered i had a bible in in my car so i said well i'll just go out and get the bible and we'll look at it and he said oh it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter i went right out to the car and got the bible and brought it back in and we read i read i had him read this passage of scripture in exodus 14 and 15 When he finished reading it, I said, well, now, what do you think is truth? He said, well, I think, according to this, I think Pharaoh was killed in the Red Sea. I said, yeah, that's what the Bible says. I went to a church one time. I was visiting in this non-denominational church because I had been looking for a church to attend. This minister was teaching the Sunday school class, and he was teaching about Sarah and Hagar, Sarah's handmaiden. He said Sarah and Hagar were half-sisters. I was shocked. Never have I read that. Hagar was an Egyptian. She was a, a maid of Sarah's. I came home and read all the passages in Genesis pertaining to the subject. I couldn't find any place where it said Sarah and Hagar were half-sisters. I am certain they were not half-sisters. But that's what that pastor was preaching. Does it matter? Does it really matter? I'll show you in a minute why it matters so much to us. In one reason it matters. Now, it matters to me because you want to speak truth from the Bible. You don't want to be perverting scriptures. But that pastor, I called him the next day and talked to him, and I told him I was in his service, and he spoke that, and I could not find it in the Bible, and I asked him, where is that in the Bible? And he got real silent for a minute, and then he said to me, I just can't remember where that is. I said to him, well, it's very important to me to know that, so would you please look it up and tell your secretary where it is in the Bible and have her call me and tell me because it's very important to me to know this. Then he said, all right, it's not in the Bible. No repentance came from him at all. No sorrow for saying what he said. No sorrow for teaching things that are not in the Bible. He's one of those antichrists in the churches who sets himself up to be God. Just like Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Verses 3 and 4. They're all over the place. If you know scripture. And you hear a pastor. Quote something that is not in the Bible. Misusing it. And you recognize it. You can know that that pastor is Antichrist. Now you can ask him about it. Just like I did. And see what he says. If you want to do that. Or you can just. Don't ever go back to that church again. We want to try to live in peace in as much as we're able to do so. I have a calling of God on my life as a prophet. Apostle prophet. Prophets often are sent by God to those ministers to bring it to their attention. But I've never seen a minister repent. Why? We're in the last days and are Antichrist. Antichrist does not repent. He doesn't express sorrow when he misuses scripture. Revelation chapter 16 shows that in the great tribulation, all of these plagues from God came upon them. They blasphemed God and they did not repent of, their, of what they had done and were doing. And this is what I have found is they are antichrist. And that's what God has shown me. They won't repent well, if they don't repent, you can't be around them. If you belong to God, it's that simple. So why does it matter whether or not Hagar and Sarah were half-sisters or they were just different countries and she was, Hagar was Sarah's maid? Why, why does it matter? Truth matters very much. Why? Because it shows us which ones are Antichrist. If they don't think it matters, they're Antichrist. If they think it doesn't matter what's in the Bible, they're Antichrist, opposite to Christ. And we can know them by that. And when we see that, we do what it says in Titus chapter 3, a man that is an heretic, after the first and second admonition, reject him. Don't keep company with him. Don't go to dinner with him. Don't try to teach him. He's not going to turn if we belong to God we are taught by God they are not taught by God they put themselves in the churches by their own will by going forward being baptized but they don't have the Spirit of God they're not born of the Spirit of God we who are born of the Spirit of God are sons of God Romans chapter 8 verse 14 they don't care what's in the Bible or what the Bible says because they're not born of the Spirit of God and God is not teaching them. Whereas God is teaching us and we care. And that's the difference. Therefore, it matters very much when we run across someone who is in the churches who doesn't care about Bible. We know to avoid that person. One of the most outstanding examples I have ever seen of this situation happened to Pam Paget, who's a member of the body of Christ. She went to the singles class at a non-denominational church. She had been a Catholic, raised Catholic. God brought her out of the Catholic church when she was born again. Then she went to a non-denominational church and went to the singles class In the singles class was a woman who was divorced and was going to remarry. Pam told her that if she remarried, she would commit adultery according to the Bible. Pam read the scriptures to her. Matthew chapter 5 verse 32, Romans 7 verses 1 through 3. The woman said to Pam, I do not care what the Bible says. Pam was shocked. Here was a person in a, so to speak, Christian-type church who didn't care what the Bible taught. And this woman identified herself as a Christian and didn't care what the Bible taught. Pam went to the man that this woman was going to marry and told him if he married her, he would commit adultery according to Matthew 5.32. He said he would think about it, but he went right on with the wedding. Pam went to the maid of honor, who was in the singles group, and told her that this would be adultery if they married. And the woman said, I know it'll be adultery, but they'll do it anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and be maid of honor. Paul said, don't be partaker of other men's sins. Keep yourself pure." This woman didn't care about the Bible either. Pam moved to another part of town and she didn't go to the singles class anymore, but she still went to the 11 o'clock service at this church. The singles sat together during the 11 o'clock service. So Pam went in and sat down in the area where the singles would come and sit. That day, they didn't come sit there, and she turned around and saw them sitting a few rows behind her. The next Sunday, she sat in the new place, and they sat in the old place. The third Sunday, Pam went in and sat down beside the singles. Without a word, every one of them got up and moved to another part of the building. Pam cried out to God, What is wrong? What have I done? She didn't know what she'd done. They obviously wanted nothing to do with Pam. Now this stuff's going on at a church. A few days later, a woman came to Pam and said, I've got a word for you. God knows what they're doing to you, and he wants you to know it's because of what you spoke to them. And what you spoke is what God wanted you to speak. It's just so incredible that horrible things like this can go on in a church, but they do. But you cannot be a part of it. You cannot be a part of things going on at church opposite to the way the Bible instructs, because that is Antichrist. That is the falling away of the end times, which had to happen in the churches before Jesus returns. The scripture on that is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. If you stay among them, the thing that's going to happen is you will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ, for siding against the Bible by sitting in the church group. You're going to be judged by what you do. You just can't stay among people who call themselves Christians when they go against the Bible and will not correct themselves. And you will be troubled continually if you believe in God. If you really believe in God, they will trouble you. You will try to explain the troubling away by saying, oh, I'm just being picky, or they are just had a bad day, and we've all got to be friends and love each other. This is not love. Love is obeying the commandments of God. John talked about it. He talked about what love is, and it is obeying the commandments. First John chapter 2. He said, "But because we obey the commandments, we know that we love God. Love is obedience to the commandments. Love is not sanctioning evil. Love is obeying the commandments. People see what you do. Not only does God see what we do, people see what we do. One time my cleaning woman came to me and said, don't you ever feel you have to keep up with the Joneses? And I said, no. She was amazed because I lived differently from the people she knew. She was a Catholic woman. I lived differently from her friends. She was amazed. You're never going to bring anyone to God by siding against God. You live according to the scriptures and people will notice you like they noticed Noah. Do you think they didn't notice Noah building the ark in this little community? I see him in a little community. But where he lived, he built that ark. When he built that ark, do you think his neighbors didn't see him? That's the same thing we are today. When we belong to God, we are witnesses to God because we obey the scriptures which they do not obey Noah condemned the world why because he believed God one time I visited a little Church of Christ group a Sunday school class pastor was teaching and he said it was a kind of teaching it was a kind of class where you could speak in the class and respond to pastor people did so I knew I was free to speak in that class. Anyway he was speaking about Noah and he said did Noah really condemn the world and I said yes. He condemned the world because the world didn't believe God but Noah did. And by his building the ark he showed he believed God and by that he condemned the world. The whole room got silent and they, there were only nine or ten people in the class, but no one wanted anything to do with me after I said that. And all I was doing was quoting Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. I feel certain that minister at that church of Christ had taught this before and explained away that Noah did not condemn the world. And here I'm saying, yes, Noah did condemn the world. That's because that's what the Bible says. We side with the Bible. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind to the Bible, to the Word of God. Agree with the Word of God. When you agree with the Word of God, you put yourself in a good position to escape the Great Tribulation. And Jesus said, watch and pray that you will be accounted worthy to escape that which is coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. We stand before the Son of Man by conforming our lives and our thinking and our speech to that which is written in the New Testament Bible. And when the occasion arrives to speak it, we speak it. And they, in churches, will hate us because they are going by another doctrine. One time there was a Jewish woman that came across our path. That was in the year 2020. She's a realtor. And she came across our path and identified herself as being Jewish but believing in Jesus. She went on to tell about this man that she had just met and that she was very interested in him sexually interested in him Pam Paget was talking to her by phone and said you are, she had said she was a divorced woman and Pam said well if you marry this man you will commit adultery and Pam gave her the scriptures this woman replied by saying oh I'm a messianic Jew we believe in Jesus but we have our own doctrine we don't go by Bible I screamed out, when Pam told me this story, I screamed out, there is no other doctrine than Bible. That is the only doctrine. What do you think you're going to be judged at by at the judgment seat of Christ after you die? For we're all going to appear at the judgment seat of Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're all going to appear there, and we are going to answer for what we've done on this earth, whether Good or bad what's going to how are we going to be judged it's very clear we're going to be judged by the New Testament Bible by the Word of God in the New Testament Bible if we violate part of the New Testament Bible we will suffer loss some may even suffer damnation eternal damnation or we could suffer loss of reward For there are some that will lose reward. The Apostle John said, Be diligent, work, that you receive a full reward. We cannot go along with the evil spoken by people who call themselves Christians. We have to separate from them. For you will always be troubled They will be thorns in your sides and pricks in your eyes. Every time they speak, you will be troubled. We have to withdraw from them. We have to separate from them, keep ourselves away from them. Keep ourselves out of their paths. The scripture that's strongly leading me right now in my life is Proverbs chapter 1. Verse 10 If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Now, what is it that entices me? It's mainly people who say they are Christians that present some doctrine that's contrary to the Word of God, and I think that I can help them by presenting doctrine that is of God and sometimes they eat me alive because they pretend to be interested in what I'm saying but they go right on with their own way contrary to God and then I give them another teaching and then I would give them another teaching and then I would give them another teaching none of which they really wanted to hear. I have changed because of seeing Titus chapter 3 where it says after the first and second admonition reject them for they are subverted and sinners being condemned of themselves of their own actions. Just give them one or two warnings and then let them go. Don't keep trying to teach them. So that's the way I'm going now. If they entice you to teach them, consent thou not. Give them one or two words and then walk away. Verse 15 says, walk not in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path don't send them emails don't try to be friendly with them don't do phone calls don't put yourselves in the path where they congregate avoid it for their feet run to evil they run from church meeting to church meeting always learning never able never able to come to the knowledge of the truth that's in second Timothy chapter 3. Refrain from their path for their feet run to evil. Learning, 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 learning but not doing the word of God. And they make haste to shed blood. They love to share their perverted doctrine with other people. God loves you do what you want to do. That is a path to hell. And that's what they share. They go about making other people feel approved in their sin rather than speaking truth from God and turning them from sin. This is Joan Boney speaking. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.